This meeting is being recorded. Hi, I'm Doretha McCoy with the AARP Roos News. Our podcast today covers a program that is near and dear to my heart because I'm a volunteer for the Los Angeles City Advocate Program. I'm pleased to welcome to, as our guest today, Strat Luama from for AARP and Christine Rodriguez, AARP volunteer. Before we start our interview, first of all, I'd like to welcome you. And I'd like for you, Strat, to share a little bit about yourself, your job, your title, how long you've been with AARP, and how you got started. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much for inviting me to um, be on this and also for the opportunity to share a little bit about myself, um, as well as uh, the work that we're doing well. As, uh, as you said, my name is Strat Maloma. I'm an Associate Director for Advocacy and Community Engagement. I can't believe it that I've been now with AARP for over 20 years, for about, I believe this is my 22nd year. Um, I started with the association in 2002 um, in uh, Washington, D.C. I started off in a temp assignment with them, and then I, luckily I got um, hired working in um, I started in procurement, should I say, with them. Then luckily I got hired working on the communication side, you know, working with um, the folks who who pick up the phone and answer questions about membership, um, but also folks who deal with correspondence and so forth. I spent a little bit of time there before moving to brand, um, where I got to work on some of the creative side and the production side. And then in 2007, I was able to move um, this way out west to California, following the sunshine, getting out of the cold of the East Coast, and um, started off in the Cal- in the Pasadena State Office, California State Office, um, working in um, operations. Then I worked in communications, and now I'm working in outreach and um, working with wonderful folks like yourself and Christine um, in advocacy. So um, it's been a journey. I've been here for a while, but um, in uh, couple of very interesting um, different positions. So that's my story. Awesome, Christine. Have you been a volunteer for AARP and how did you get started? Well, actually I just joined AARP about 10 years ago and primarily for the reading material, the bulletin and also the magazine. And once in a while, a free cup of coffee at Denny's. And then <laughs> once the pandemic started, and, you know, we were so enclosed and we just stayed home. So a lot of my volunteers, even I used to do a lot of things with my grandchildren. So that kind of just stopped. So as I was reading one of the bulletins one day, I saw a blurb that said that they were looking for, uh, that they were forming an advocacy team for the city of Los Angeles. So that immediately caught my eye because in my previous life, I actually was an advocate for the phone company, which was first Pacific Telephone, then Pacific Bell, then Southern Western Bell, and it's now AT&T. So I was uh, familiar pretty much with advocacy, what it took to be an advocate, although not in the uh, nonprofit sector. So that was, you know, somewhat different, especially since AARP is nonpartisan. So, you know, you we always have to be careful on, on how we approach some of the communications that we have with either other volunteers or elected officials. Uh, but I've been with the uh, volunteer, the Los Angeles advocacy team for approximately three years. So, and, and it's been a wonderful, it's been a very wonderful experience for me. So uh, that's, that's my story. Yeah, I think we started at the same time on the group. So it's, 
It's, yeah. been, it's, been, it's been a good ride. Well, again, thank you for joining us today. This podcast covers the innovative and effective Los Angeles City Advocate Program. So let's get started. What is the Los Angeles City Advocate Program? How does it work? What is it about? Strap? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, get a chance to talk about this great team. So the, um, here in California, for uh, well, it's all... Online, it's about local advocacy. So here in California, California, we have about 3.2 million members um, in AARP members. In um, LA, we have just um, under 200,000 members. And, um, you know, those are folks who definitely need um, a voice, they need representation when it comes to issues that come up in their local council districts, in their local city councils. Uh, you know, whether we're talking about the local budget, whether we're talking about uh, sidewalk repairs, transportation, you know, this is um, a group that is um, meant to act as liaison and ambassadors and advocates to um, represent the voice for older adults as um, our elected officials are making decisions that, um, you know, affect older adults living in the city. So it's really designed to be um, sort of a two-way thing when we're we provide advice and uh, input and advocacy, but we also hear what's going on at City Hall, what decisions are being made that impact older adults. So really just to be a voice for older adults when um, elected officials are making decisions about them. Awesome. So the objective more or less is to do what? Well, you know, if, if um, for instance, if um, there's an issue uh, that comes up around transportation, around housing, um, we want to make sure that we hear about it and that we're also weighing in and that um, the community has an opportunity to weigh in, especially old adults have an opportunity to weigh in before those decisions get made to let elected officials know what their concerns are. Um, it's also a way to keep our elected officials informed about um, what um, the concerns of older adults are as they make those um, decisions. But it's also for us to learn and to mobilize um, folks when there is opportunities for them to be mobilized and to respond. And one more question. How is it divided up? How does it, you know, how, how does each volunteer work? Wonderful. Yeah, so the way we always we want to do this is that um, we'd like to have folks who come from the community represent the community. So in LA, we have, um, in the city of Los Angeles, we have 15 city council districts, and um, we look for um, liaisons or um, what we call Los Angeles city advocates to come, each one to come from that community. So for instance, if I live in council district three, I'm the one who's going to be working with my local council, the council member to create a relationship with them, to share information and also to um, keep our members within that district informed about things that come up. So within each of those council districts, we, um, we look to um, recruit somebody who's what well, we call a local city advocate that'll work within their specific council district. And then we meet as a team and share updates and also share advice and resources and opportunities for us to, um, to, us to advocate and, and to mobilize on issues. Oh, Christine, how do, you, how do volunteers work with staff at AARP on this program? Exactly what all do you do specifically? 
well, with the council districts, it, the, not, not enough can be said for that personal uh, feeling or actually that personal uh, touch that you have with your individual council district member because you are a member of the community and you probably vote and so that's a big key for, for the council person that you are a voter. So that's number one. Number two, you, you're able to in, interrelate to some of their staff, whether it's their staff at City Hall or sometimes with their the various staffs that they have throughout the district for their various communities that they serve uh, over. The other thing that uh, Strat pretty much said everything, but one of the things also that's very that I find very fulfilling is to sh is the the sharing, as you mentioned, that we have uh, on our by weekly meetings is to find out what's going on in the other districts and to find out if there are some commonalities and that maybe we can share some information, which we normally do, especially with, uh, in addition to being assigned individual council districts, we also get to volunteer uh, where our personal interests are for the various committees that the council has. So for example, I have a financial background, so I, I picked the budget and finance committee so it's, but others, for example, who pick homelessness or transportation, they share some of the findings or some of the discussions from those committee meetings. So we're able to be well informed and not having to individually listen to each of those committee members because they are, you know, they're, they're, it's time consuming and we are volunteers. So um, I, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it does, it does. It, it, it sounds really, really interesting and informative. How does this group or how do you interact with the city council? Because uh, as you mentioned, there's 15. So how do, how do you interact with the, with the Los Angeles City Council, which is a pretty, um, pretty unique group, I must say. Well, when I, as I mentioned, I first joined the group, it was the pandemic, the COVID had just started. So many of the meeting, first of all, you couldn't, there were no face-to-face -face meetings. Even if you were out in the community, there weren't that many community events. So I always say there's nothing like that personal touch, you know, the facial, the looking, the shaking of the hand to kind of cement a relationship. So that initially put us at somewhat of a disadvantage. But, you know, as we got everyone in the city got in this country, I guess, got more proficient at Zoom meetings. You know, we were able to somewhat interact. I'm, I'm very hopeful and I'm really looking forward to now that some of the restrictions have been lifted to actually have face to face contact. And I'm very fortunate because the area that I live in is very close to downtown, very close to City Hall. So I'm looking forward to just taking a drive out there and to actually walk the halls because it, in my previous job, I actually know some of the council people since before they, since they were council people for other cities. Right, so right. It'll be nice to rekindle some of some of you know some of those acquaintances. So how how incentive? Oh, go ahead, Stratt. I didn't mean to cut you. Before we move on, can I just also add, um, you know, something else that we've done in to to kind of build those relationships is we've also done kind of. Um, welcome um, information packets that each of our advisors can share with their council um, district and those information packets are really to introduce the Los Angeles City advocates to the council office and um, to the council member in that district and also to let them know what the priorities for uh, what what kind of work and 
um, this group will focus on. So that way, um, you know, they know about us and they know who they can reach out to. And the letter also is personalized to for each of the um, Los Angeles City advocates, um, you know, introducing themselves and the um, and the um, the team, so that there is that relationship. They know I can reach out to Christine if she's in Council District 14, and um, you know, if she they have a question about about issues related to older adults or any other stuff they can reach out to her. So overall, how has the city council or how has council been accepting of this group? Do we know so far how they've been accepting the group or have they been pretty accepting, rejecting? Is it hard to get in? When you from what, I, from what I can tell, especially some of the feedback that we get from my, my co-volunteers when we have our meetings is that to the extent that it's possible, they, they are very receptive to either meeting one-on-one -on -one with us or have some, with some of their staff meet with us. Because after all, you know, the, the senior constituency, not only are we primarily, we are voters. Right. So we, we really have hold some sway just as individuals in addition to the AARP agenda. And I think many of the issues that we concentrate on now, which is housing, transportation, livable communities. Those are things that very much are in tune with the priorities that the, that the council, that the city of Los Angeles has at this particular point in time. So it, it, it's a good meeting of priorities on both sides. Absolutely. And if I could add, um, you know, LA just went through election and um, elected a, a big number of new first time council members. So for us, we're reaching out to them, and I know they're kind of getting their offices together. Then um, we recently met with Councilman um, uh, Hugo Soto Martinez, and um, he's a new council member in in in, in LA. And uh, as Christine says, are very receptive to hearing our message, to learning more about us. But we do understand, um, you know, it's it's an ongoing process, um, building those and maintaining those relationships. Um, especially with um, uh, such a big new group coming in who are kind of finding their feet in city council. But, you know, we're just going to continuously be patient and build those relationships. But yes, it's, uh, it's an interesting journey. So how do you get volunteers excited about being a part of this type of program, working with the elected officials? What do you do? How do you get us all excited, motivated? <laughs> We introduce them to yourself and to Christine. <laughs> well, actually, I think, I think right now what's very important, yeah, we, we have such a dysfunctional, in general, not just the city of Los Angeles, my opinion is, you know, we have such a dysfunctional and, and divided country right now. So I think it's really, really important that we get involved. And again, as, as we emphasize the nonpartisanship regardless of what our personal opinions might be, that I think it's very important for all of us to be able to build that bridge. And, you know, I'm a 60s kid, so, so uh, actually a 60s teenager, unfortunately. Uh, that is, you know, some of that idealism, I think we, we have to kind I my personal opinion is that we have to kind of rekindle that and also bring that excitement back to making a difference and trying and communicating with each other. And I think this program really, really helps because we don't, we don't know. I, I have no idea what my fellow 
uh, volunteers on this team, what, what their political leanings are or anything like that, but we're all working for a common goal. And I think that's how you excite people is to tell them, you know, that this is, this is a goal and a priority and uh, something to change our political environment, hopefully. Yeah. You know, great, great statement. AARP is nonpartisan. So is there training for volunteers as it relates to working with nonpartisan uh, organizations? Yeah, yeah, yes, there is training, but I also do want to touch a little bit about on, on your earlier question. I think um, one thing that, you know, I've worked with um, this group now for just a little bit, um, well, getting close to a year now. And I think where AARP is really fortunate is that, you know, this I see so many passionate people on this group um, and this team, folks who are really passionate about the issue, um, whether it's about housing and homelessness, whether it's about transportation, whether it's about health, whether it's about finance and budget finance, how the city operates. So that they, you know, that, that's something that's priceless um, when folks bring that passion, but also just their knowledge. Um, you know, I, I sometimes, you know, I sit in meetings with folks and I'm always learning um, new stuff. You know, Christine is one person who um, teaches us a lot about the budget process. Yeah. Um, you know, um, yourself, you know, you with, with um, the issues that are going on with um with um, homelessness and with the RVs um, and, and, and so much more. And everybody brings something that, um, you know, our meetings, I feel, are always an opportunity to learn, um, an opportunity to um, find new solutions. So I think that for me gets me very motivated. And I'm sure it does for the rest of the team too. So we're really lucky about that. Um, but I know you had another question. I'll let you ask that. The training, uh, the training yeah. for you know, because we are a nonpartisan organization. So how do how does it is it relate to working with nonpartisan organizations? What type of training do you provide? You know, because we do have people, as Christine said, that have their own political bents. But yes. you know, commonality is something that we all work on. But how do you get everybody? And and this is not only for us, because we know how we do it, but if someone else, another organization wanted to start this type of a group, what training do you give people? Because everybody has their own ideas. Absolutely. And I really appreciate that question. Um, so something that we do, and I've been fortunate to go through uh, one round of recruiting some new advocates to, to the team. Something that we do very intentionally is we, we have an onboarding um, session, which is almost half a day. And we spend um, a lot of time focused on um, you know how we do advocacy. Um, and we invite our advocacy director to come and um, present our advocacy apparatus, the tools that we have, and how and what it means to be nonpartisan, how decisions get made. Because, um, you know, working in this field, I think there's always going to be issues that come up that we may not necessarily have a policy for. So what happens in those situations? And, um, you know, the training covers that. If, um, you know, if, if um, tomorrow you're meeting with your council member and they raise an issue about that we may not necessarily work on, but it does affect our older adults. How do you respond to it? So 
We spend a lot of time training folks on how we can review the policy book if we have policy in there. If we don't have policy in there, how we can approach our advocacy director to see whether um, they need to review that and weigh in on that. Or if we do have policy on it, what should be our uh, what should be our appropriate response? All that training is offered, and also just having folks really understand uh, when it comes to advocacy that you know this is not a, a um, question of being partisan, but um, a question of representing the. Um, of, of representing what's right for um, for all the adults in the city. Um, and when you're speaking, you're representing AARP, which is a nonpartisan, nonpolitical organization. So, you know, that training, we do spend a lot of time on that. We also spend a lot of time on communications. Um, you know, what type of communication support you are. You, you, you have the um, resources that are available to not only support um, each of the advocates, but to support you from communications, from outreach, um, and, and so much more. So it's um, quite an in-depth process, but um, training is always there. And um, it's not a once-off thing, it's an ongoing thing. We always like to have a, a learning agenda um, as, as, as part of our, our work together so that we know we're always learning. Awesome. Awesome. Christine is a volunteer. What do you like most about this program? Personally, since, since I've always been sort of involved in politics anyway, I love I, and I and I love to to be part of hopefully uh, making a difference and being uh, able to communicate with with elected officials on what some of the priorities are and especially you know, sometimes it's seniors. One of the things that that many seniors don't have, they don't have access nor the, nor the the capability of doing a lot of the stuff that we now do on social media. Mm-hmm. So it's very so it's important to find out what issues are out there. Communicate somehow through well, not somehow through AARP communicating to them, and that's one of the things that I really like about AARP is the fact that they have print media which is, you know, something that many, many seniors, they're not computer literate. Or if they are, whatever neighborhood they live in there, as my neighborhood, we have horrible until recently uh, broad capabilities. So we just did that. To me, that's what's exciting about uh, being part of this team at this particular time. Great, great. So what advice would you or do you have for other organizations within AARP that would like to start a program similar to this one? Okay. I think, um, you know, create a, create a, um, create a charter, see what, what, what are the objectives, you know, identify those, what do you want to achieve with this? And then, um, you know, take your time in terms of what, once you have that, um, you have your idea of what you want to achieve with a team like this. Um, then I think be very selective in terms of um, the folks that you bring onto the team, bring folks with passion, with knowledge, because um, you can learn so much with, with them and they can contribute so much to the success of um, of, 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 um, of your objectives. So that would be my advice. How about you, Christine, for the volunteers, someone who wants to volunteer for something for this type of a program? What would you suggest? Well, actually, you don't even have to be really, really political and politically involved to start with. 
you know, there, there's just so much information out there, as I said, that we can get either reading about it or even participating on a very local level with uh, neighborhood councils, with some of the events. We have, we have a lot of, I think a lot of folks that belong to neighborhood councils, that belong to neighborhood associations, who sometimes are not even aware that, well, they they are aware that AARP exists, but they I think they look at it more on a national or, or, or broader California lab level and possibly maybe some outreach that is a little more local. So that's, and I don't really, uh, I'm not a, a communications expert, but somehow that we can get to these grassroots organizations of these folks that are already involved in these issues to get excited about doing a broader picture on the issues that, that, that uh, impact seniors and their families, actually, not just the seniors, but their families also. Great, great. So lastly, is there anything else that either one of you would like or would like to share with our audience or staff or volunteers? I'm sorry, would you repeat that? I'm sorry. Is there any advice or anything you would like to share um, with our uh, audience and staff? Anything else that you'd like to share with them and other volunteers about this program? I would just say that you'll get a lot of fulfill personal fulfillment and you'll also feel like you're making a difference in this world, which is also very important. How about you, Strat? I don't know. That's my closing. No, absolutely. I, I really second that. You know, you... Um, you know, I think this program allows folks to lend their voice to what kind of city they want to live in by, um, you know, being uh, holding um, elected officials accountable, weighing in, giving their opinions. Um, you know, I think in today's age, you can't but be political and be involved with your city council. So um, no matter who you are, I, I recommend you... Um, take an interest in it, um, in, in the type of city that you want to, to live in. And, um, you know, it's um, your opportunity to shape the, um, the budget, talk about transportation, talk about the type of housing you want. So there's a lot of um, opportunities to weigh in on those things. And, and I encourage folks to do it. Great, great. Well, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for taking your time to talk with us. Uh, it's just exciting to be around you two because I love working with you. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're all excited about it. You make everybody else want to really get involved. And um, I really enjoy working with you. But I'd like to thank you all for coming. And I'm Doretha McCoy for the Roots News. And I'd like to thank the AARP and staff and volunteers for listening today. And remember, this is the place for all volunteers. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks again. Bye -bye. <laughs>